This month, we're focused on the outsized impact managers have on their employees' well-being and why it matters. We know people are hurting. It's one of the reasons we're offering a four-part webinar series in March on well-being. We hear you and see you, and we know the statistics. According to a recent Gallup poll, 40% of workers, U.S. workers, report their job has had a negative impact on their mental health in the last six months. 19% of U.S. workers rate their mental health as just fair or poor. To be sure, nonprofit employees have always struggled with stress and burnout, but nationally and in our sector, we're seeing unprecedented burnout and other mental health challenges. And today we're going to focus on one of the biggest factors impacting an employee's mental health, their manager. We'll take up three questions. First, what is the manager's impact on mental health? 69% of respondents in a recent survey by the Workforce Institute said their manager had as much impact on their mental health as their partner and more impact on their mental health than their therapist or doctor. This makes sense when you think about the role work plays in our lives and culture and how much time we spend at work. Of course, this means the manager has a huge opportunity too to positively influence their employees' mental health, not just negatively. Secondly, why does well-being matter? You know the answer to this as well as anyone. Well-being generally and mental health specifically impact every aspect of employees' work performance. When they are stressed or anxious, their performance drops and it has negative ramifications at home. It's estimated that 75 to 90% of all doctor's visits are for stress-related ailments. Stress costs your organization, not just the individual. And three, what are three steps that you can take today to make your impact on employee well-being a more positive one? First of all, know your impact. 33% of employees say their manager fails to recognize their impact, the manager's impact on their well-being. Whether we realize it or not, we managers are in a fishbowl where we're constantly being watched for clues about how we feel about our team members. Try to see what they're seeing in how you show up as their manager. Secondly, manage yourself. If we fail to get a good night's sleep or, long, or work long hours or have poor boundaries or fail to delegate, our employees will often be the ones paying a huge secondary price. Your job is to take care of yourself well enough so that you can in turn take care of your people. Ask yourself this, how well am I taking care of myself in order to take care of my employees? Third, facilitate positive connections for employees. Good employees want to be connected to you. Give them that time and space. Ask them how they're doing. Be present and available for them on a regular basis. Secondly, connect your employees with each other. The healthiest employees are those with the strongest relationships. Team building isn't just something we do for fun. Done well, team building creates the invaluable connections between employees that make them healthier and more productive. Third, connect them with mental health resources. 70% of those surveyed said they would like their manager to do more to support their mental health. Make sure you're doing enough to connect your people with the resources they need to be well and perform well. Stress is a fact of life. 
but burnout and mental health issues are not. If you know the impact of your behavior on your employees, manage yourself to maximize your positive impact on your employees and facilitate positive connections with your employees, you will put your team on a path to achieving better results for those you serve. That, my friends, is all for today's episode on leading employee well-being. Thanks for joining us and making moves to improve yourself and your organization one bite at a time. Join us again in two weeks to take another bite.